We can't wait for you to try this. everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today, we're talking all about stylish living room ideas to try now. Now, the living room is an interesting room. It's a room we hope that you're using a lot, but even if you don't use it much, you may find that you'll be using it in the coming months because the holidays are approaching. So it's a perfect time to add some great style to this particular room. Well, if you're not using this room, that makes me really sad because this is... (laughs) Don't make Anita sad. Don't make me sad. This is such a big part of your house. You should be using this. Uh, Why not? So if you're not using it, Try to figure out why you're not using it and let's adjust it so that you do. I couldn't agree more. And something else to consider when you're talking about decorating a living room, it needs to work well in various times of the day. Your bedroom usually needs to work best at night. Your kitchen, maybe more during the daylight hours. But the living room, you can use it and it's functioning all throughout the day. So you could be in there in the morning, maybe you're having your tea or coffee, and then maybe you're entertaining in there late into the evening. Maybe it's a room where you're watching TV or where your whole family comes together. So consider that when you're analyzing your own living room space. Is it working for all times of day, all the times of day that you and or the people you're living with are using it? And there are big decor decisions to make with regard to painting and flooring because that takes up a lot of square footage. So that's where I would like to kick off with today. Does that sound good to you, Anita? Kick it off. Okay. So your paint color. Now, gosh, there are so many different living rooms and anybody who's listening, everybody's living room is different. So it's hard to say what is the best paint color. Really what you could consider is Where's the room facing? Consider if it's north, south, east, or west. Consider the amount of natural light you're getting. And so that might indicate to you what type of paints you should get. Now, if it's a north-facing room, maybe you want to go into the dark realm and just go with it because it's going to be a darker room. If you've got tons of natural light, maybe just a gorgeous white would be perfect. And the other thing that is a lot of square footage in the living room is flooring. Now, my top choice for living room flooring is wood. I think it's elegant. I think it evokes some coziness as well. But if you don't have hardwood and it's not in the budget, then if you have some carpeting in there, even if it's wall to wall, you can still layer rugs. Obviously, you're going to want to have a rug in there if it's hardwood, but you can try a rug even over some wall to wall carpeting. So that's something you can try right now. If you have an area rug someplace in your house, and even if you have carpeting in your living room, or if you don't, you can pull the area rug and make sure it's a big enough area rug, maybe an eight by 10. If you don't have a rug in there, pull a rug in there and sort of arrange the furniture around and the rug is acting sort of like the anchor. So that's something you can try right now. So while you're talking about the rug, and then we can go back to the walls in a minute. I so agree. And that's one of my tips is to come up with a colorful, large flat woven rug that's going to add color and pattern 
to your room. But also, if you have a floor that you do not like, absolutely get an even, get the biggest rug you can find in that room to cover up that floor if you don't like the look of it. But sure, minimally, you want it to at least have the front legs of all the furniture in the seating area on the rug. Uh, Ideally, you want all those pieces of furniture on the rug. And let's say you have, what about a tile floor? If you have a tile floor that you don't like, uh, then yeah, you can cover it up with several rugs. Uh, or you can get go to the carpet store and order carpet for the room and just have it bound on the edges and make it smaller than the room so you can tell it is something that is a not wall-to-wall. But put that in there, and then that'll cover up that tile without having to pay to replace it. That's a great idea. I love getting a carpet surged. That's what it's called when you get what would be wall-to-wall carpeting. You're just buying square footage of it, and then you ask to have it surged on the edges. I did something interesting with a client uh, not too long ago in a bedroom. We did a really nice, neutral, lighter, kind of ecruy carpet, and blue was the accent. So I had it surged in this beautiful blue. So it just kind of picked up a little bit of the blue. So that's something to consider. You don't have to surge it with the same color of the rug. And you can put more than one rug in the room if the rug is, if you really want to cover up the floor and you've got that rug in your seating area, you can add other rugs. I've certainly done a lot of things like this uh, at the farm. I used two rugs in the same room that are exactly the same pattern. But then in my bedroom, I have three rugs and they're all three blue and white. And they're different patterns, but because they're the same colors, it all works together in the room. We love that. We talk about it a lot and not even layering. I think Anita's now talking about just having rugs. Mm -hmm, They're not laying on top of each other, but they're working together in the room. Is that correct? That is correct. And that is what's going on in my living room because I have that long, thin living room and I do have two of the same pattern rugs on either end. And then they're kind of not layered, but overlapped with a faux hide in between. And I love the way that works. And it took me a long time to figure out that that was the way to go. And oh, but it, nice. Yeah, it's really nice in the room. Can I go back to the wall color that you were talking about? I love your idea of changing the color on the walls. And I've seen so many beautiful rooms done recently that are a dark color. So I think that is coming back. It's been out for so long. White and very light colors have been the thing for over 10 years. And I think now people are trying color again on the walls. So I think that's a great way to go if you want to try that to go with a dark color. So that would be beautiful. Another thing that I've seen is where people put the dark color on the wall and then they paint the trim, not exactly the same, a lighter version of that color that's on the wall. And I've seen that done so beautifully. And You know, if the room does not have a lot of architectural things going on, which most American houses do not, most suburban houses don't have a lot of architectural things going on. But so paint is really a way you can make it look a little more dramatic, make it look a little more interesting if you don't have a lot of architectural details. Perfect segue. So I want to talk about adding some height. And one way you could do that is adding a picture rail molding all around, maybe 18 to 24 inches off the where the ceiling and the wall meet or off your crown molding if you have crown molding there. You can 
add a very simple profiled piece of molding all around. Obviously, you could DIY it if you're up for that, or it wouldn't be very expensive to have a handyman come and do that. I would have that be your trim color, whatever it is. But in that space that you've now created, you could paint it another color. That's a way to bring your eye up for not too much money. And particularly if you have just a very simple square living room, it wouldn't be too hard to do that at all. I actually have that going on in my living room. The walls are the Simply White, which I love. And then on top of it is the Stonington Gray from Benjamin Moore. So obviously there's a difference in the colors. It's not completely glaring. It's not like a white and black differentiation, but you can definitely tell that that's a light gray on top. And it does tend to bring your eye up. My ceilings are a little bit higher than a normal ceiling, but they're not tremendously tall. They're probably about 10 or 11 feet tall. So even that little bit really does a lot to make the room, in my case, feel less like a a bowling alley, right? Because it's bringing (laughs) your eye up. And if you have a, a simple square room, it would just add a lot of interest if you were able to add a different color up at the top. Of course, if you didn't want to add the color, you could just add the molding, that would probably do it too. And I love uh, what Anita mentioned about painting the walls a darker color and then maybe going a tad lighter on the trim or even just doing a different sheen on the trim. You know, we usually would suggest a trim in a semi-gloss or a gloss or something like that. The Farrow and Ball site is a great site to go to to see that done and done really well with dark colors. So you could check that out if you want. Another way to add some height is if you don't have a bookcase, uh, you can add a bookcase or a um, a pair of bookcases would be great in a room. Move the drapes up if you haven't been listening and you haven't heard the news that your drapes should be hanging high. Go and do that. And then also you can hang some art. The fact that there's something hanging on the wall will bring your eye up. So on the bookcases, yes, I was thinking the same thing. Bookcases add so much interest to a room. You can put books in them. You can put other, you can put decor in them. There's so much you can do with them. And they add, again, if you have a room that does not have a lot of architectural details, why those bookcases can really make the room look beautiful. So I love the idea of adding bookcases all along a wall so that they even look built in. And you can get those Billy bookcases. We've talked about that at Ikea. They have different colors. And some of the, I love the ones that have the glass doors on the front. Because they're flat on the sides, you can stack them across the room, not on top of each other, but side by side. There's no molding that's going to stick out where you can't put them flat against each other. And I've seen some things done where people put some trim molding in front of them to make them look built in, which is just amazing. But you don't have to even do that. I just think that's a beautiful look to have those all across a wall. And if you have a boring wall, I think this is a great thing to do. That can transform a room. So how do you try that right away, like right now or after you stop listening today? Well, (laughs) if you have a bookcase someplace else in your house, you could, of course, drag it in there and check it out and see how that feels. You could even just put some painter's tape on the wall in the dimensions of a bookcase. Even the idea of just putting the blue or the green painter's tape around on the wall, it'll give you a sense of what that 
particular area of the room would look like or feel like filled. If a bookcase is not something you want to try, you must have a piece of art or something framed or even an empty frame or something from another room that you could come in and try. Maybe that's not necessarily the piece that you would keep there. It's kind of just playing and staging it. Say, oh yes, this looks great here, but I would get something a little bit bigger or maybe not a piece of art, maybe a very large mirror, something like that, but just gives you the sense of how it would be. I like to do that for myself and also with clients, like before we make a commitment, test it out, step into it, use something that you already have as kind of a placeholder for the idea. I think that's a great idea. Another thing, if you have a brick fireplace that you haven't painted yet, you might want to think about painting it. That would completely change the look of the room. Uh, usually people paint their fireplaces white, but you know, you can paint it another color too. I've seen them done in gray and potentially black if you've got a black TV on them. And uh, I think that would really change the look completely. And make conversation easy. This is a room that probably going to be enjoying with other people um, more so than a lot of other rooms in your house. Move the furniture around, make groupings, have the chairs together. Maybe they're facing a sofa. It's hard to say because everybody's got different pieces of furniture, but probably going to have a sofa and some chairs in this particular room. And don't have it arranged so it feels like you're waiting for a bus. Even if it's, <laughs> right? Even if the view is the TV or the fireplace, don't just have everything parallel to that focal point. There'll be times when you're not looking at the TV, well, I hope anyway, and there'll be times <laughs> where the fire is not on, uh, mm -hmm. but maybe another person would sit in a chair across from you and you could have a chat. Even if there's not another person in the chair, it just feels better to have the furniture grouped into these conversation areas. And it makes sense for this room. If you've got a really long room like I do, then you could even have two conversation areas. So, Move your furniture around. That's so easy to try. That might be the easiest thing we've talked about so far. It doesn't cost you anything but a few minutes. And, you know, don't scrape your floor. You can use face rags. You can do, use the slidey things. But move the stuff around and see how it works together. Maybe you're going to be very pleased with what you come up with, with what you have. But maybe you say, hmm, this chair is not that comfortable. Let me think about a different accent chair. Or wouldn't it be nice to have an ottoman here? Ottomans, poofs, things like that are great to add to a living room space to add to the coziness, add to the comfort, and add to these little conversation areas that you'll be creating. Well, I love that idea because sometimes I think people feel like there's only, you can only make one conversation grouping in a room. But if the room is really large, uh, don't force it. Maybe you can fit two seating arrangements in the room. And I think that's a great idea to move things around. Uh, if you're thinking about buying furniture, I love the idea of two sofas that face each other. I think that's a beautiful arrangement, but also just try moving what you have, move it around. I mean, there may be some way to arrange the room that really makes sense that you haven't tried yet. Another thing that you can do is what, what you had said is to change out that coffee table for a textured ottoman. And I would go with a large one. But that's another way to add color and texture to your room. And I love using an ottoman versus a coffee table in a room. They're really comfortable to put your feet on. If you want to use it like a coffee table, 
just get a large tray and you can still set things on the coffee table. You can still set drinks on it. So I think that's a great thing to do. Um, I see it a lot in homes that I see in the UK. They almost always have an ottoman in front of the sofa instead of a coffee table. And another way to add that colorful pattern to a room is to add some colorful lampshades. And I found a gorgeous blue and white lampshade on Amazon that I'm going to link to. Very pretty. Uh, It'll give you an idea of what I'm thinking, but uh, check those lampshades out in your room if they're looking kind of sad or boring. Think about changing out those lampshades. Really a way to give a pop of some color or pattern to your room. Lampshades are on my list too. And it's easy to try. Even taking a bad lampshade off might improve the situation (laughs) tremendously. And then you know, hmm, I've got to get something else there. If you don't have a replacement shade right now, even just to try to take those, maybe the bell-shaped ones or the ones that are that sort of silky material with the cording, they have lived a good life and they don't owe you anything (laughs) and it's time to move them on drum shades are very fresh and that goes with any type of look so don't think oh that's too contemporary for my look drum shades work with everything and you can get them in burlap if you want to have more of a country cozy feel i would also suggest checking out fabric shades, the ones that have pattern on them. They're absolutely gorgeous, right? I love them. Well, and the black shades with the gold on the inside. Girl, you're right in my mind. That's the next one on my list. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And those are pretty inexpensive. I've seen those on Amazon for not too much money. So you have black on the outside and the gold paper inside. But what a yummy light those give off. I have one of those. And actually... The whole lamp is from Home and Garden's design at Walmart. Remember when I was the style maker for Home and Garden's? Uh, Yes, it's a gorgeous lamp. And I always think, I'm like, that lamp's from Walmart. And like, it's a really nice lamp. It's Mm -hmm. in my living room. And it came with the gold shade, black on the outside, gold on the inside. It's a great lamp. If I can, if they still have it and I can find it, I will link that in the show notes. Uh, Another one I want to jump back to also on my list, coffee table. I love an ottoman too. If you think that's not going to work for your life because people wear shoes and you don't want them on there or you've got little kids that might spill or just want to have a different kind of texture in there, but you don't want to spend a lot of money on a coffee table, maybe you can consign or thrift something. And it could be a table of any height. You can just cut the legs down. I've done this as well. I did this many years ago. It was this great table I saw. And I thought, oh, I don't need a table for eating on. I need a coffee table. And I thought, well, they're just wood. (laughs) So (laughs) off they went. Now, I would suggest to you that you measure, before you cut anything, you measure the height of the various pieces of furniture. And you probably want to go about an inch or two inches lower than maybe the height of your sofa or the chair configuration that you have if you're going to cut some legs down. But there are so many fairly inexpensive coffee tables with glass and metal and whatnot. You know, check all the usual suspects, Overstock, Wayfair, all those if you want a really mid-priced one. Or maybe you want to really make a statement with the coffee table, which of course you can do. Well, talking about coffee tables, one of my tips is to paint it a bold color. 
Remember the London townhouse episode we did and she had painted her coffee table green? Mm-hmm. It was so cool, refreshing, and fun and beautiful. So, you know, you can paint yours a bold color. If you've got some color going on in your house and you want it to see it repeated, uh, try painting that coffee table. I think that's a great way to add more color to the room. And while you're at it, you can look at the side tables in your living room. Are they something that you're happy with? Do you want a fresh look? And then try things, something original. Like we love garden stools. That would make a very fun side table. So you can check those out. And also when you're looking around, again, this is another place you can add color are those side tables. You could even paint your side tables if you want to keep what you have. But there's a lot of things you can do there that uh, to change that up that aren't that expensive. Yes. I love little side tables and you can pick them up for nothing at estate sales and things like that. And look for the bones and then you can always paint them. Another place to look for small tables to dot around your room are outdoor tables. So you might get something that's a lot less expensive because it's thought of as an outdoor table. Also, back to something we t- I talked about with Betsy Helmuth from Affordable Interior Design was going to the kids version. You know, you might get the same side table at Pottery Barn Kids or Pottery Barn Teen that you would get at regular Pottery Barn for a lot less. So that's a place in your living room that you don't need to spend a lot of money. And it's easy to try right now. Go, You must have some little something in another room that's a little table or a little garden stool or something made of metal that you can put a glass and a book on. Grab it, bring it into your living room, and put it next to a chair or the sofa where you don't have something right now, or take out the thing that you don't like. So you could try that right now and see how that feels. Again, it might be a placeholder till you find the thing that really works there, but it'll give you the sense of how that feels. Maybe that nobody sat in that chair air quotes, that chair, because it had no table next to it. And so there was no place to put anything. So if you had a glass or a mug in your hand, you had to hold it the whole time. Maybe once you put something next to it, that chair is going to be just a magnet for people. So try those sorts of things. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Oh, we are so excited to be bringing this new brand sponsor to you. If you love browsing the booths at a local antique mall or hitting a vintage market, you will love Vintage Keepers. Think of it as your curated 24-7 virtual antique vintage marketplace. Currently, they have 32 shops that are listed on the site and they're adding more daily. And all the shops on there add new merchandise daily. So new treasures to be found by you. It's kind of like Etsy, but for the vintage decor niche. And their vendors are all throughout the USA and some in Canada and they ship globally. We love trolling vintage keepers. I have a brown transferware pitcher in mind, and there are so many wonderful pieces of original vintage art. I just keep going back every day to see what's new. So head to Vintage Keepers, www.vintage-keepers.com, and of course, we'll have the link in the show notes. Happy treasure hunting. 
Over the years, I've tried a lot of products on my hair. I even went through a mayonnaise phase. But I have now found the perfect products for me from Vegamore. The Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit works together to create visibly thicker hair and improve the hair from the roots. Vegamore uses no harmful chemicals in their products. They're cruelty-free and never contain parabens or hormones. My hair has felt so thick and lush and the shampoo and conditioner enabled me to wash and dry less. And there's no risk when trying Vegamore because they have a 90-day money-back guarantee. But with 91% of customers saying they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months, you won't want to run out. So get the hair you've always wanted with Vegamore. Go to vegamore.com slash DTT and use the code DTT to save 20% off on your first order. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash DTT using the code DTT to receive 20% off your first order. Every year, we encourage you to give unique and personalized holiday gifts. Well, what could be more personal than the gift of health? And you can give the gift of health easily with Everlywell. Give the gift of nourishing vitamins and supplements and or over 30 at-home lab tests like the food sensitivity test and the women's health test to help support your loved ones in getting further along in their health goals. Everlywell is digital healthcare designed for you with personalized tests and accessible tools for long-term health. I am definitely benefiting from all the information I got from the Everlywell test that I have taken. It's so simple. Everlywell will ship the product straight to you or your gift recipient with everything needed in one package. The gift of health has never been easier to share. And for listeners of DTT, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash DTT. That's everlywell.com slash DTT for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash DTT. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working out for you, it's normal to feel stuck, confused, and anxious. That's where a professional therapist can come in. BetterHelp has therapists that are trained to help you figure out the cause of the challenging emotion that you're experiencing and to learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a user manual for life. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with a licensed therapist. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere 100% online. Therapy can truly help you learn to develop coping skills, self-empowerment, and how to deal with life's everyday issues as well as grief, trauma, or anything else you might be experiencing. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to match with a BetterHelp therapist. So get the next best thing to a user manual for life with BetterHelp Online Therapy. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And you can save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash DTT. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DTT. Another piece of furniture that you might not have in your house that you might enjoy having is a sofa table behind the sofa. It's not going to work for every house, but a lot of times that's a great way to sneak something in. They're usually pretty long, but not very deep. So that's a great way to add some lamps back there, maybe put some artwork. So if your sofa is against the wall, you would put it between the sofa and the wall. But I know I have my sofa out in the middle of the room because we have an open concept living area. And so I actually put a 
a large chest of drawers behind my sofa. And I use that as a sofa table. If you use a sofa table and it's out in the open, I mean, it's a great place to put baskets underneath and you can store things under there. But that's a nice piece of furniture. And again, great place to add some lamps because we think that every room should have several lamps. Oh, you got me on that. I didn't think of console table. And I have one. I love that idea. And it also helps you to do something that we always suggest is pull your furniture off the wall. So if your sofa would naturally be like smacked up against the windows or smacked up against the wall, this gives you a reason to pull it away a little bit, give it a little breathing space, and then you can put this very narrow table behind it. And I guess it doesn't even have to be that narrow, but it depends on how big your room is. But that is a great perk. It's also another place where people can put things down. So if you can't get a little table near wherever this sofa is and people would have to reach to the coffee table in front of them, they can always reach behind them because the console table there is there. And that's a really nice way to make people more comfortable. Uh, Just quickly back to the little side tables. Need I say nesting tables the best, right? So if you get, oh, a, I love them. Yeah, you get a set of nesting tables, especially the teeny tiny little ones. I mean, I have that Florentine set that, oh my gosh, you guys, it was the, one of the best yard sales ever. I still like think about it. <laughs> I, I have like, some. I love them. Oh my god, I got these for five dollars. Oh wow, three Florentine tables, the nesters. Oh, love those. So those are in my living room, and if at yeah, Christmas time or when we're having more people in, I just separate them all and move them around. And so then everybody can have a little spot to put their perch, their glass or what have you. So think about that. Think about comfort. Think about style, of course. And think about adding a plant. So simple. This could sort of dovetail with the getting height if you were feeling confident enough to get a tall plant. A tall plant in a big basket is going to give a lot of height to room. It's also going to bring in some organic elements. A plant, unless it's on its last leaf, is <laughs> right, is never going to hurt a room. It's only going to improve it. I really enjoy seeing plants in a room. So I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. Uh, while we're in the living room, let's look at the artwork that's on your walls. Is it mass produced? Is it too small? Are you tired of it? Uh, You know, these are all reasons that you might want to change something out here. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Uh, One thing is to really think about making sure that the artwork is large enough for the room. So if you have artwork, if your sofa is against a wall and you have artwork above it, I think you really want to make sure that it's sized properly for the sofa. So a little eight by 10 as centered above your sofa is is not going to cut it. You really need something sized almost the width of the sofa. So you could go with something really large, or you could even go with a set of maybe six prints above the sofa. So you could go with like a set of botanical prints, maybe some Audubon bird prints, or maybe even a triptych, which is the term we use for three pieces of artwork that go together. You could put that there. So there's a lot of things you can do. Another way to bring some color and texture to the room is 
drape something over the back of your sofa, particularly if you don't like your sofa and you'd like to change the color or something like that, you can put something quite large over the back of the sofa and it can really transform a room. If you want to stay in the neutrals, get something that's nubby and something that's uh, sort of got this tactile thing, not only for your fingers, but also for your eyes. That will really add a lot to the room. And if you're into color or you want to bring in some color there, that's a perfect way to do it. There choices are endless on what you could put there. And you can change it out for the seasons too. I do that on my sofa because I have three little dogs. I would like to expose my sofa completely, but I can't (laughs) because that's their perch. They like to look out the window there and I love them ever so much. So my sofa is covered and I always have an extra thing over the back. In the winter, I sometimes I'll use something furry. I also have this uh, black and gray buffalo check woolly blanket that I like to put back there. And then in the summer, I'm doing something linen. So there's a lot of ways that you can integrate your seasonal decor into these smaller decorative elements in your living room. And certainly, I know Anita's going to talk about this too, but add some pillows. So if you want to <laughs> add some pillows, can you ever overdo it with pillows? Maybe not. Add as many that feel comfortable to you, but make sure you get yourself some really good inserts. And that's easy to do because you can get them from Ikea and they're super cheap. And then of course you can add a throw over the arm of a chair or over the arm of a sofa. Again, adding that uh, texture, adding color and adding comfort. Oh, you're so right on the pillows. What an easy way to completely change the feel of your room by changing out those pillow covers. And we do recommend that. Just buy one set of inserts and then just change out the covers. First off, you're not having to pay for an insert every time. But secondly, so if you have just one set of inserts, then you buy pillow covers, not the whole pillow. And then as you rotate them, you're just having to store the pillow covers and not the inserts. And those are a lot easier to store. They take up a lot less space. So, and that also allows you to just get the kind of inserts that you want. You can go with the down or the feather or the faux down or the whatever it is, or the foam, whatever it is that you like. And another thing to think about is what is on your mantle over your fireplace. Most people do have a fireplace in their living room and think about what's on that mantle. And is it big enough or is it a lot of little small things that kind of get lost and feel cluttered? So think about that and think about if the things on the fireplace mantle are large enough where they don't get lost. Easy to try right now. If you feel like, hmm, maybe she's talking to me. Is Anita looking at my mantle? Is it too cluttered? Do I have a lot of little dinky things on here? Little tiny figurines and whatnot? Take them off. Wipe it off. Start again could be placeholder. Maybe you have two large clear glass vases. Put them as placeholders at either end. See what it feels like to have something tall there. Maybe go clip something from your yard and put some branches or some leaves in there just to get the sense. What would this feel like if it didn't have a lot of little things on it and it had two large things. And then maybe you've got a couple of candles, like not tapers, but the, you know, like a chunky candle, a little pillar or something like that. Try those out. Maybe they're not even the right colors. Maybe you would never, you know, want to put a candle just in the, the uh, case that it came in out on your mantle. You'd want maybe something a little bit more interesting. But just to try right now as a placeholder, clear it off and try some bigger things, maybe a little trio on either end, and see how you feel with that. 
uh, and I think that you're going to like it. I think these are all great ideas. Did you have anything else? I do. Well, you talked about the lighting already a little bit, and we do talk about lighting so often, so everybody probably knows what we're going to say, but at least three sources. So you might have overhead if you've got some can lights in there. Try maybe a floor lamp. Now, I don't like a floor lamp standing alone with nothing around it. Every time I see that in someone's house, whether it's in person or they send us pictures or whatnot, it looks sad. It looks like the lamp was put in time out or the lamp is waiting to be asked to dance. There's something sad about a floor lamp by itself. It's kind of skinny. It has a little lamp, you know, the shade and it's just standing in the corner. And if it's far away from someplace you'd sit, what is that floor lamp doing for you? pretty much nothing except creating a pool of light on the floor, which is probably not something you really need in that room. You need light over where people are sitting, right? So they can chat, so they can see each other, so they can read, things like that. So if you've got a floor lamp, this is very easy to try, a sad floor lamp in the corner, put it closer to something, put it behind a chair, put it to the side of the sofa, play around with it, but get it to relate to some place that a person would be sitting. Bring in table lamps. If you don't have table lamps in your living room right now, you must have a lamp somewhere in your house. Again, we're playing today. Go grab it. Bring it in. If you've already brought in a little table from someplace else, put that lamp on the table next to the sofa, next to the chair, and see how that feels. Light it up. See how the room feels. Wait till, if you're you're listening to this during the day, wait till nighttime. And then turn on the light. See how that changes the room. Check to see, do I have three sources of light? Maybe an arcing lamp. Those are great because they can be further in the corner, but then they're bringing the light over where the person might be sitting or the conversation might be happening. So that's super easy. Just bring in more lamps. Another way to get more light in there without a lamp is by adding a mirror, right? So bring a mirror in, make it a big mirror. You don't want a little dinky mirror in a living room. And put it opposite your window, if at all possible. Then during the day, it's going to be bringing in the daylight. It's going to be reflecting that back into the room. So it's almost like adding another source of light. I love that idea. And, oh, we talked about this one a little bit before we started today, Anita. A touch of what? A touch of black. I think that's a great idea. And Again, we feel like every room needs lights and darks. So if you have some black in your room, it's really going to add some some uh, weight to the room, a visual weight in a good way. So I think that's a great thing to do. So I'm glad you, you remember that, Kelly, because I think it's a fabulous thing to do. And your TV doesn't count. It was, no, it doesn't. It was funny because I guess I talked about that in one of my YouTube videos about the touch of black and that the TV doesn't count. And I just got a comment the other day and the, the woman said, oh, I was watching your video and thinking to myself, well, I have black because I have a TV. And then I said, and your TV <laughs> doesn't count. And she was like, oh, no, my TV doesn't count. But yeah, it really doesn't count. Um, I have a couple of other thoughts. I don't know. I kind of went crazy with this. I was thinking. Well, well you did. I did. I was thinking of so many things. Um, add something whimsical. We like that in any room. Something that's whimsical in a sense that maybe it's unexpected. Fun. It's fun. Yeah. Unexpected. Unexpected. And kind of fun. Nothing yeah. too serious. Right. Like I would think my whimsical thing, and because my room could be considered pretty formal, I guess. I mean, I don't think of it that way, but 
I have my Shakespeare bust that I got my mom bought for me many, many years ago. And he has lived with me in more places than Peter has. He's been with me longer. <laughs> and, uh, and he's got kind of a crack in his head because he fell off a pedestal once in an apartment in New York. But I have him in every house I've lived in since, oh my gosh, I don't even know when, a very long time before I was married. And him sitting on the hearth, it just kind of like knocks the room off a little bit, like makes it a little kind of funny, even though it's a bust. And those can be considered formal the way I have it. He's like sitting on the ground and he's got a um, like an outdoor, you know, those outdoor shiny metallic kind of garden balls. He's got Mm -hmm. one of those next to him. And so I'm sure a lot of you, if you are listening to us, you've maybe seen our homes and maybe you've seen a photo of my living room like that. And that's just so fun to me to have him in there. So if you've got something like that or something that's special to you or unique, Bring it in. See how you can work it into the decor. I think that's a great idea. And I think that's a wrap for me. Okay. Well, are you ready to go on to the DTT defines? Yes. I'm dying to know what we're defining today. (laughs) Well, it's bureau. And that comes from the French word bourras, which originally referred to a red cloth covering for a writing desk. And later it referred to the desk itself. Now, in the U.S., somehow, I'm not really sure how, but eventually it came to be known as a dresser, and typically a dresser with a mirror on top, but it doesn't have to. But in the U.K., it still means a desk or a writing table. Again. Divided by the same language. (laughs) Yes, again, divided by the same language. So interesting. Good one, Anita. (laughs) What's your crush? Okay, my crush is something to listen to. I listen to the Daily uh, podcast, and on Sundays they read an article. And I sometimes I think it's a little dry because they're actually just reading it. But if it's an interesting topic, I will listen to it. Recently on a Sunday, I listened to an article read, and it is about the quest by circadian medicine to make the most of our body clocks. I found it so interesting particularly because uh, we may be springing ahead and staying there as a nation. I'm so excited about that, by the way. Okay. So, and some are and some aren't. But they, right. they it's not just about that or any debate about that particular thing, but it's about your circadian rhythms and the clock and actually how they've determined that at least half the cells in your body have their own individual little clock. And I found it not only just interesting about the science, but also some real practical takeaways about how you should sleep and also about timing of your meals and things like that. Super interesting. So I will link that in the show notes. Interesting. Very interesting. I could spend a lot of time talking about that because that homemade kefir and the El Rotari or El Rotary yogurt help with the sleep a lot. So I'll just throw that one out there. So my crush is a Kodak slide and film scanner that I recently bought because we I found that we had 2,000 slides that we had inherited and I was not allowed to throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to put a few slides in each mug and put them by the door. <laughs> And throw them out. 
That's a lot of slides. That's a lot of slides. Are they all of Kevin? No, no, very few. They're, oh. Uh, I mean, his dad traveled. I mean, they lived overseas. So there's uh, when they lived in Geneva and then his trip to the Holy Land in the 50s. And uh, it's very interesting. He went to Egypt and Australia. I mean, there's all these very interesting slides in there. Uh, and then they took a cruise on... Uh, I don't know, back in the day, it was when everyone wore gloves and hats. And oh. It was, I mean, so there were some cool slides, but I did not uh, like the idea of having to keep them all. So I used, so I bought this scanner and you put each slide in and actually it goes a little faster than it sounds. And I scanned every single one of those and it t- converts them into JPEGs. Whoa, whoa, And I think it's got different settings on how big a file you want. But I saved all of those onto the computer and saved it. You know, it's backed up on Carbonite and everything. So so he'll have that for forever. And uh, I got rid of the slides. Win-win. That's what I thought. So I was very excited about it. And I thought, well, I got plenty of space on my extra hard drive but uh you know but the house is running out of room in the closet yeah yeah perfect might be a really cool thing to print out a few of those too yeah there were some really cool ones so i did really enjoy looking through them so it, it was fascinating so remember we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home until next time